I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. Okay, the Flames have gone ahead of the Bruins. one nothing. Chillington with his second of the season. There's about five minutes left in the first period there. Blues lead the Islanders 3-0 late in the second. About five minutes left. Tampa Bay Capitals 3-3. Penguins knock off Montreal 4-1. Senators beat the Stars 4-1. Rangers heading towards their ninth consecutive victory as they lead the Devils 4-0 with seven minutes left. Avalanche and Red Wings are in overtime, tied 1-1. McKinnon and Larkin, the goal scorers. And final minute of the game, Carolina trying to hang on against the Panthers. It's 1-0 for the Canes. Florida trying to keep their six-game winning streak going. We'll uh, keep an eye on that one. The Edmonton Oil Kings' next home game is Sunday. Four o'clock game against the Wenatchee Wild. That's the team that used to be the Winnipeg Ice. They used to be the Kootenai Ice. They used to be the Edmonton Ice. Uh, great seats start at 20 bucks. There's eight different kids' food combos, all for 10 bucks or less. Of course, get the schedule. Get your tickets at oilkings.ca. Now, yesterday... Over 15,000 fans to watch a special matinee. Well, it actually started in the morning, the hockey hooky game, and it was dramatic. And from the Edmonton Oil Kings, Gavin Hodnett is on the line. Gavin, it's, it's Reed. Welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Good. Yourself? I am doing very well. Thanks a lot for checking in tonight. Before we get into the dramatics of that game, tell me what it's like playing a game at 11 in the morning. <laughs> It's uh, it's something that uh, you kind of do in minor hockey, and uh, you know, I guess coming up into junior hockey, you played in a bunch of eleven o'clock games. So um, uh, I think I, I liked it. Um, you know, you get out of bed and you go and play hockey. So I thought I think it was uh, pretty fun. Did you get out of bed at a different time than usual? Uh, not really. I mean. You know, we have school at 8.30, and, uh, you know, I had to be up at 7 and, and at the rink for 8.30, so, I mean, um, or 9, sorry, and um, not not really much of a change there, so. Okay, so it didn't feel too different for you, and what, once you're in that environment, because it's the hockey hooky game, so it's a lot of school kids. Now, I also know some people who work downtown, played a little bit of hooky as well, how does that game sound, though, compared to uh, the other games that you play in? Oh, it's it's a night and day difference. Um, the 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 fans are crazy. I mean, you know, there's there's times in the game where you think you need earplugs. It's that loud. <laughs> well, it's, I, I was there for a bit of the game, but I was getting ready for my Oilers broadcast, and I couldn't stay there. But somebody told me the kids just cheer for any goal. <laughs> oh. It's it's anything a goal the start of the game any kind of any kind of thing that happens they're they're cheering for everything. Did you ever go to a game like that when you were growing up? 
I don't think I've ever been to something like that. I, uh, definitely new to me, and obviously I went through it last year. But um, you know, this this time around it was it was crazy. You know, with fifteen thousand you know kids and and other people, I, it was it was unbelievable. All right, so you guys are ahead. Calgary scores relatively late in the third period to go up 4-3. I want everybody to I want everybody to hear it in your own words cuz you were on the on in you know in the game and on the ice. Take me through the final minute of that. Well, not even the final minute, the final 33 seconds of that game. Yeah, I mean that was nuts. Um, you know, I think a game where we we probably could have put away uh, you know, in that third period, but um, you know, Calgary fights back and um, you know, we've known that all year, um, but, you know, that last 30 seconds was absolutely crazy. I mean, I think our plan was just to try to stay focused and try to, you know, tie this thing up again um, and, you know, just direct everything to the net. And then, you know, we get lucky there and get a rebound from Ty there and um, score that goal. And I think our biggest focus was just get it to overtime and let's settle it then. But, you know, I think... Uh, we had other plans, and obviously it worked. So, all right, tell me about your winning goal. How did the, how did it play out? Yeah, I think um, you know honestly, I didn't really know how much time we really had. I was I was so pumped and you know energetic from just tying the game. Um, so we just kind of got on the forecheck there, and um, you know not really knowing how much time I was like just trying to keep the puck in front of me and um, not let them break out and. Um, luckily, you know, you had two guys, Ty Nash and Grayson Sauchin, that are both great on the forecheck. And, you know, they just stole that puck from their defenders and found me in the slot and tried to pick my spot. And, and luckily it went in. Okay. Uh, incredible stuff. So just to recap for everybody who hasn't heard, Oil Kings tied it with, uh, what was it, 33 seconds left and then won it with 10 seconds left on, on your goal. I know you've played a lot of hockey in your life. Is, is that the most dramatic come back in the final seconds you've ever been a part of i i would say so yeah that was uh that was pretty crazy and um something i'll never forget for sure okay good for you gavin hodnett from the oil kings joining us tonight on inside sports it's been an interesting year for you guys uh i i, I hey i know you'd love to have more wins and be higher in the standings there have been some times of the season, though, you guys have played pretty well. I mean, I remember just off the top of my head that that road trip after Christmas was really positive. You swept Red Deer on the weekend, kind of had that wild 9-7 loss to Medicine Hat uh, on Monday and then pull out that win last night. So this is a good little stretch. How far away, and maybe this is something we'll see more next year when the team's a little more mature, how far away are you from that consistency you guys need to be a better club? Yeah, um, you know, like you said, that that road trip was really good for us and um, learning how to, you know, take leads and and win those games and come on the right side of those. And I think, um, you know, we came back home and, you know, we kind of struggled a bit. I think we kind of lost our team game and kind of our belief. So these last couple of games here have been a lot about, you know, our team game and playing as a team and playing as one. And um, and I think it's led to a lot of success. I mean, I think those games against Red Deer where we slept them, I think our defensive game was, was outstanding. And, um, you know, that's been a topic of conversation. Um, you can't play defense without, you know, six six guys on the ice. So um, the biggest thing for us is, is team a team game, and uh, I think that's going to lead to, you know, some consistency in our game. Okay, you're still 17, right? Yeah. 
All right. So, you know, still obviously some time left for you here with the Oikies. Did you grow up in Winnipeg? I did, yep. So we're, now, they weren't in Winnipeg very long. Were the ice there at all for when you were a little younger? Um, no, they were. They, uh, they weren't there very long, there. were they? No, it was it was probably a year, and then you know I was in the Western Hockey League the next. So okay, so this was playing Wenatchee doesn't really mean anything to you then. There's no connection for, for, for the franchise you saw when you were a kid, none at all. Okay, all right. Tell me, uh, what, was there a road game first or Sunday the next game? Uh, we're down in Re- Lethbridge uh, tomorrow night. Okay, so when do you bus? Uh, that'll probably be at like nine in the morning, uh, day trip in and then, uh, you know, get out of there and, and prepare, prepare for Sunday. Okay. Well, Gavin, you're a great interview. Thanks a lot for coming on the show. Thanks for sharing that experience yesterday. That's uh, awesome that you guys have that game for all the school kids and uh, incredible for you to get that game winner. I know there's just a few games left in the season. You got four home games left again. People can go to oilkings.ca. Thanks so much for your time. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, it's an honor. Right on. That is Gavin to checking in from your Edmonton Oil Kings. Very well spoken and loved how he talked about the team's journey this season and taking us through those final seconds against Calgary yesterday. Man, oh man, what an epic finish to that game. All right. 780-496-0063 if uh, you want to get in touch. The Flames have just scored again, though. Uh, I missed a Boston goal, though, while I was doing that interview. So 2-1 for Calgary leading the Bruins. 36.2 seconds left in the first period there. Kellen, do we have any more messages right now, or do you want to get to some audio? I can get uh, to a couple of quick Let's messages Let's do a couple here. quick ones, and then we'll play a sure. couple more uh, clips here. Ah! Texts in and says, Reed, as a child, I had double lung pneumonia and an asthma attack. Uh, I guess he must have grew up in Saskatoon because it says it's in Saskatoon. Uh, an emergency nurse poked me 28 times trying to get the IV in. Ouch. Ever since then, I can't n- cannot watch a needle go in. Doesn't hurt or anything, I, but I just can't watch it. It's a mental block. Wow. Well, thanks Ooh. for sharing that. That is, that is something. Yeah, I could see how... Uh that would change your perspective on needles, given what you'd been through, uh, or AH. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. That's something. And Colton texts in and says, Hi, guys. I think only psychopaths only watch the needles go into their skin. <laughs> Colton's just like... <laughs> Colton just... That's what I love about Colton. He's just he like... ripped the bandage I, right I'm going off. as far as I could take this. I mean, he did name a calf after me a few years ago. That was Colton, right? Yes. Sure, that was Colton. Yes, yeah. And uh, we got an unknown text that basically uh, is texted in. I guess it must be talking about the Oilers at the deadline here. It says, stay the course. Stay the, uh, here, stay well, the course. I guess that's another – we're getting near the end of the show already. I, I, that's a, that's almost another question, though. Like, how, how, how high would your worry pants be hiked up if the Oilers just did nothing, if this was the team? Again, I think I don't think they're going to do anything goaltending-wise, and I was talking about this with Rob on overtime open line last night. It was a pretty late game, so I don't know how many people heard that. I don't know if there's a goaltending acquisition that is going to knock people's socks off, unless somehow they got flurry. But I don't know if that's going to happen. I mean, okay, so you get, let's face it, you're probably getting a slightly better version of Pickard career-wise this year-wise, Pickard has been fine. He doesn't play a ton. Uh, it was really interesting last night. A caller from Washington, D.C., or from the area, called in and said, why don't the Oilers try to get Charlie Lindgren? Maybe people would feel better about him. Like, they're they're not trying to replace Stuart Skinner. They're trying to help Stuart Skinner and maybe have a little stronger insurance 
if you get into the postseason and Skinner needs a break or is having a tough time. I, again, I, I don't know if there's a goaltending acquisition that would make people go, oh, yeah, now we're the favorite to win the Cup. Like Those types of goalies usually don't get traded at, at the trade deadline. I think they 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 got to add some insurance on defense. Bob threw Joel Edmondson's name out there. I know there were concerns about I think his back a couple of years ago, but you know maybe if he's a guy who can step in for for Vinny or somebody like that as you go along, okay maybe. Um, up front, I mean the prospect of maybe getting Lindgren and Dowd out of Washington, maybe. Uh, Henrique's name is out there. Bob's talked about Carrick from Anaheim. Yes, both would be good. I mean, you might have to give up Fogel in a, in a deal like that, who's had a pretty good season. In fact, here's what Chris Knobloch had to say about Warren Fogel. Warren's uh, very valuable. You look at how he's moved up and down the lineup, penalty kill, power play, um, right wing, left wing, who he's playing with. We talked about just how valuable uh, Nugent Hopkins is and what a hole it is missing him. And, you know, you obviously put guys to replace those guys and fill that role temporarily. But, wow, the game that Warren had the other night was phenomenal. Um, Taking the puck to the net, defensive plays, um, hard on the forecheck. You know, a lot of good things. And, you know, he's been doing it up and down the line, up pretty much uh, first, second, and third line, kind of what we need at that situation and getting other guys going. And, you know, it's nice to have. Fogel's had a good year. If you trade Warren Fogel, you, you better get somebody back that is, well, quite frankly, better. You know, now contracts might be involved. Is Adam Henrique a, a pretty good player? Yes. Might he be able to drive it more than Fogel? Yes, if you could make the salaries work. And again, maybe if you got another player in that deal, uh, then it might work. But I think right now, just taking Fogel out of the... Like, trading Fogel for a defenseman, okay, great, but now you're short up front. And it, maybe there's going to be a combination of deals, but I, I, they got to be careful here because... The, the, another thing is, you got to remember, the Oilers don't have players on the farm waiting to come up and contribute in the NHL. A lot, some people believe in Broberg, some people don't. I've heard all the opinions on this show. But right now, he's not healthy in the minors, and quite frankly, he's not proven. So I, I wouldn't trade a defenseman and say, okay, Broberg's the answer. Anyway, uh, good discussion. We'll try to get a couple of your messages in. Uh, we'll tell you what's coming on on the Elks this week. Also, uh, how you can help Sports Central. That's in the next couple of minutes. Discover the many ways to connect with 630 Chad. Whether you're on your Google Nest saying, Hey Google, play 630 Chad. Or talking to your virtual assistant on Amazon Echo with a simple Alexa, play 630 Chad. We've got you covered. From Siri to Alexa, Bixby to Cortana. No need for the old transistor radio. Just say, play 630 Chad on your smart speaker and stay connected to what's happening in Edmonton right now. 630 Chad, Edmonton's news. Today's talk. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Inside 
Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Hey, I want to remind you here, Saturday morning at 9.30, it's the Elks this week with my buddy Morley Scott. He'll have an in-depth conversation with new Elks starting quarterback, McLeod Bethel-Thompson, who is looking forward to playing in his new home at Commonwealth Stadium. It's just a beautiful, beautiful stadium, and, and the, the idea of, of filling this thing up and get this the crowd rocking is, is really exciting. You kind of feel the chills right now. Just um, I know it's going to be lower bowl to start, but I would love to g- get enough momentum that we can kind of fill up the upper bowl for, for something later in the year and, and get a big fan base here. All right, that is a little bit from MBT, the starting QB for the E Elks this week with Morley Scott on Saturday morning, 9.30 a.m. on 6.30. Chet, I am pleased to welcome to Inside Sports the executive director of Sports Central, Jana Tominick. Jana, it's Reed. How are you doing? Fantastic, Reed. How's your evening? I'm doing very well. Thank you very much for hopping on the show. I know you're really busy. Uh, first of all, just uh, how long have you been with Sports Central now? How long have you been the executive director? I am coming up on a year now. Amazing. And how do you enjoy the experience? You know, it's uh, it's amazing to be able to do what we do and put the smiles on kids' faces and and know that we're impacting family units. It's a pretty special way to spend my days, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I, I got so much respect for Sports Central and all the work that everybody does. And there's something pretty cool going on right now until February 29th. Tell us about Put a Lid on a Kid. Yeah, it's uh, a, a campaign that we're doing uh, in honor of uh, Dave Semenko, who, you know, number 27 was in everybody's hearts here in Edmonton. I think most people know that we collect gently used sports equipment, repair, refurbish it, and redistribute it to kids that don't have the financial means to, to acquire the equipment. And when we're giving out the equipment, we need to ensure their safety. And so each kid has provided a new helmet. So this Put a Lid on a Kid campaign is is for $50. We're asking people to donate so that we can uh, purchase a helmet to, to distribute to our kids. Okay, that is amazing stuff, uh, and, and you're trying to get to, what, do you have a goal or just as many as possible? <laughs> you know, as many as possible. We're sitting at about 110 helmets right now, and we would love to, to see that number triple. Uh, we have till the end of February, and uh, so, you know, Edmontonians always come through, so we're just uh, spreading the word and, and looking for anybody that's got an available $50 to... Uh, to contribute that and and let's keep kids in sport. Okay, and sportscentral.org if they they can donate online or find out more online. Yeah, as soon as you go onto our website there at sportscentral.org, all the information is front and center there for you to be able to donate. Okay. That's incredible. Janet, did I miss anything important? Not at all. We just uh, you know, it's it's about keeping kids active the the physical and mental benefits obviously of sport we all know that and and the socialization and the community that's created through playing sport and you know that's our mission and uh we thank everybody for for that can contribute to the put a, a lid on a kid campaign uh honoring the great dave Semenko. that's awesome jenna thank you so much for checking in thanks reed take care Jenna Tominick is the executive director of Sports Central. Uh, so there you have it. Put a lid on a kid. Goes until the end of the month, uh, honoring Dave Semenko, getting new helmets uh, for kids to uh, get out there on the ice 
go to the website sportcentral.org you'll see uh, the link and uh, you can help out that is uh, awesome stuff uh, Gene Principe involved with Sports Central as well we all know the great guy Gene is so that's really cool good to have uh, Jana on the show tonight 780-496-0063 Kellen do you have uh, anything else you can give me yes uh, we'll uh, wrap up the night with a few texts here Moidak from Cold Lake oh, says we need Flurry that would be incredible, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's the extent of my analysis there. That would be something, folks. <laughs> oh, okay. So <laughs> on to the next message. Uh, we've got an unknown text, uh, again, talking about our off-topic topic. Do you watch the needle go into your skin if you have to, you know, give, give blood, blood or in any do way, a blood yes. test or whatever? Uh, says, same. I do not like to watch. I'm not afraid. I just hate how it feels. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, it's weird because I'm not afraid. The pain doesn't bother me. For some reason, I would just sooner not see the blood coming out of me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Derek texts in and says, I don't know why, but I can't stand watching the needle going in. However, watching the blood being extracted is no big deal for me. Oh, interesting. Okay, so no needle, but then Derek can watch the blood actually come out for a... But a guy was getting blood work today, so there was a small amount of blood. I wasn't sitting there uh, donating blood for any extent of time, but okay. <laughs> Bryce texts in. <laughs> he made me laugh at Uh-oh. this one. Says that he watches every step of the procedure intently, so much to the point where there was a young, a younger person, didn't say what position, but a younger person uh, extracting blood from him at one test, and at the end of it, she felt intimidated by his glance. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's intimidated by my glance. That could be his autobiography title. There All right. We go. Well, the, the, we got more from the off-topic topic than I expected and good Oilers comments as well. The first period is over in Calgary. The Flames are up 2-1 on the Bruins. The Rangers did win 5-1 over the Devils, so they have won nine straight. The Red Wings beat the Avalanche 2-1 on overtime. Hurricanes ended the Panthers' winning streak at 6 with a one nothing decision. Uh, the Canucks about to get going in Seattle. Maple Leafs have won 5 straight. They're going to play the Golden Knights at the top of the hour. Face-off show 5.30 tomorrow. Game at 7. Oilers against the Wild. I'll talk to you then. Thanks for listening.